show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stone Bold Crazy, your monthly podcast that uh, that I've fucked that up already. But ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're progressively getting worse, aren't they? Oh yeah. You'd I'm, think we'd be getting more professional. I'm getting less prepared every time we do this. <laughs> um, your monthly podcast bringing you the best. To the good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> from the world of rock, metal, and alternative music. I am one of your follically challenged co-hosts, Chris, and with me, as always, Chris. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so on this month's episode, we will be bringing you reviews from the new albums by Steel Panzer. Uh, that's Panther. Um, on the Prowl, I on believe the it's Prowl, called. yeah. Um, and in flames, forgone, forgone. Thank you. I couldn't remember what it was called. <laughs> no reflection on the album itself. That I can't remember the title. Um, we'll also our feature this month is Puppy Love. Puppy Love, where we will talk about sort of how we got into music, I suppose. Ah, I poorly. I've rated my favourite puppies. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, you could do that anyway. I've been just looking at dog breeds all month. Oh, yeah. Nice. What's your favourite? Schnauzer. Schnauzer. I don't even think that's a dog breed. I think, I think it is, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. Is that or a sausage? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, and we've obviously got our usual roundup of the month's news. Um, was in the sphere of rock, metal and alternative music. Indeed. And um, your usual dose of... Utter bollocks. Yeah, and our own reviews. Oh, yeah, and our own reviews of albums. I'm quite excited about mine. You won't like it. uh, I'm quite excited about mine as well, actually. Mm. Yeah. I'm just going to open a beverage. Tasty, tasty beverage. So how have you been, all right? Uh, Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, what have you been up to since the last cast? Uh, Picking up dog shit. Nice. Still shitting everywhere, then? Uh, shit's mostly outside, but obviously you still have to pick it up because yeah. otherwise you stand Threaten in it. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And she's got this lovely habit of, um, she was shit down the path towards the back gate. Excellent. So if you go out in the morning and obviously the mornings have been fairly dark, <clears throat> you know, by the time I've got to my car, I am about sort of waist deep in cat, in dog shit. Nice. That's yeah. excellent. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, great. It's great. Brilliant. So, what about you? You'd been up to much? Um... Oh, a bit. We went to back to Butlins for half term. Um, so saw some more shitty tribute bands there. Back to Butlins. Back that's, to Butlins, That's yeah. the fourth instalment in uh, Steven yeah. Spielberg's <laughs> yeah. trilogy. Back to the Butlins. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, that was nice. Unfortunately, on the last day, I managed to pick up the convids from some scabby bastard. Started feeling shit on the last day, come home on the Friday and did a test and I had the convids. You had the convids. Yeah, I spent three days in bed. I was really ill, actually. Oh, that's not good. No. I, I, I was unwell, actually. Oh, I did go to Prague in the half term. Which oh, was did you? Yeah. Oh, I forgot that you went to Prague. No, did you? yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, it was lovely, lovely city, Prague. It yeah. was wonderful, yeah. Um, didn't get to any gigs while we were there. The only thing that was on on the night that we left was Lewis Capaldi. Oh. Um I but, don't like his music, but I think he's a funny guy. He is a funny, funny man. Yeah. But did go to some great little bars, went to a cracking little... Um, uh, found out also on the last day that there was loads of like rock and metal clubs. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
But I did go to like an underground um, karaoke club, which was fun. Did you sing? I did not sing. Oh, why? You've got a wonderful voice. I do have a wonderful voice. You could have done some share. I should have done some share. Just like Jesse James. Or maybe not. Gonna go down in flames. What I should have done is sung Metallica, but I should have sung it like Stephen Toast, like Matt Berry. Uh, I don't know who that is. You don't know who Stephen... You need to watch Toast Toast of London. No. Toast of... You will love Toast of London. It's fucking hilarious. (laughs) Okay, I've never heard of it. It's a guy from the IT crowd. The IT crowd is the boss. Oh, okay. Talks like this all the time. (laughs) It's very funny. Uh, Anyhow. um, Just quickly, I've been to Prague once. Yeah? Yeah. Stacked it. No, Ooh. I was doing. It was when I was doing the like the Gumball Rally drive around Europe. Oh, cool! And one of the nights was in Prague, and um, it's it's a funny story. So we're in like the, you know, like the area where all the strip clubs are and all that sort mm. of stuff, and um, you, you're just constantly bombarded by people saying, "Come to our club, come mm. to our club," and um, we were walking down the street and we just kept getting hassled. I was with my mate and. Some guy ran up to us and he was like, come to our club, come to our club. And and um, my mate, Howard, he said, uh, we, have you got midgets? And the guy went, no, no, we don't have midgets. And he went, oh, okay, no, I don't want to come then. And some other guy ran over and said, we've got midgets. <laughs> we've got midgets. <laughs> and, and Howard went, oh, have you got any horses? And he went, oh, no, sorry, we don't have horses. And then he just sort of fucked off. <laughs> Oh. That's my Prague story. I, like that. I, like that. I didn't get. I mean, mine was like a romantic week away. So yeah, no, it was a bit different. Mine was Although, just one bender night in Prague, and that no. was it. I did learn something. I, I learned that um, per capita, so per head, mm-hmm. um, the Czechs drink more beer than any other nation on earth. Well, oh, do you know what? That's what I remember about Prague as well. Drinking like eight percent fucking lager, mm, like yeah. really strong lager, yeah, and it great. cost nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Anyway. Yeah, well, on to the actual actual show. The actual (laughs) pod. So we'll we'll begin now. Um, Yeah, so uh, over to our news desk and our correspondent, Chris Duh, from the uh, Houses of Parliament. Uh, do I have to do the intro thing? Yeah, yeah, your intro, uh, man. Fucking news. Nice, you put a fucking in that time. Yeah, I did, yeah. I've jazzed it up. Um, okay, first first item on the SBC News. Mm. Fucking Aussies cancelled, man. Gutted. What, what did he say? He's is fu- he he's... is he misgendered Sam Smith? No, oh god, okay now. Um, is that why he's been cancelled? Yeah, God. Um, talking about that cunt. Oh Jesus Christ! You see him? Fuck them. Uh, them. Yeah. Oh God, I've done it. You've done. I it. did it. See, it's easy to do. Like you could. Let's it's look. difficult to say them when you know they've got a penis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unless there's more than one. If there's a group of thems yeah. with penises, then it's easy to go, look at them. Yeah. Yeah. But if it's just one. Yeah. Like, and you, it's just one dong. It's one guy with one person with yeah. the, the one penis. Yeah. I mean, it's very difficult to say them and they. And well, they're plural terms, yeah, them and they. That's what I don't like. Anyway. Well, um, well we've gone right on to yeah, a tangent we, there, and we spent, could get in trouble with our spent, with our f- bigoted views. The woke police. <laughs> anyway, fuck. Ozzy's cancelled. He's, he's 
retired from touring because he's just so fucked. He, he's been fucked for years. I saw him in 2018. And yeah. the man, I, I think he was back on the booze at that point, but he looked a, a dribbly old mess. And oh, I don't want to see Ozzy be a dribbly old mess. I'd like to yeah. see... Just watch, just watch YouTube videos of young Uncle Ozzy when he was good. Yeah, I'm gutted though because, you know, you I, I've never seen him, and I, that was my chance to see Ozzy. Yeah, and he's fucking cancelled on me, the fucking old rich, fucked man. Yeah, well, he's an old fucked man, yeah. and yeah, I mean, some would say that you've left it far too late. That's true. Yeah, so I only have myself to blame. Indeed. Um, but I got um, a refund on the ticket quite quite quickly. Mm. Um, but the shitter of it is as well, obviously, you know, you book fucking hotels, don't you? Mm. Um, and the hotel I booked was a prepay fucking non-cancellable mm. thing. Um, but I spent like a day backwards and forwards rowing with the hotel and booking.com. And eventually they did refund my money. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so there's a little tip for you um, listeners out there. Even if you have booked a hotel and it is a non-refundable booking, They'll refund just it. argue and then they might give you money back. That's nice. I like that. That's great advice. Yeah. So. Thanks, Martin Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> that could be my new name. Um, okay, next news. Lincoln Park news continued from last mm. month's cast. It was what we thought, wasn't it? It is pretty much. Um, so to celebrate the 20th anniversary of Meteora, they're releasing a special edition of Meteora, which is, I think it's going to, I think it's like a multi-disc thing. Mm. Um, it's um, including like demos, unreleased tracks, live performances and stuff like that. Um They've released a new single from from it called mm. Lost. Mm -hmm. Have you listened to that? No. Um, you know, it's it's from the Meteora era, which and Hybrid Theory and Meteora are both fucking great albums. Love them both. Um, so this is a song from the the Meteora sessions that never made it onto the album. Yeah. Um, it's it's debuted at number one on the Billboard fucking rock song chart or whatever it's mm. called and um it's not amazing it didn't make the album of course no, it's it kind of um it it sounds a bit more like their later wanky stuff mm. so maybe they were already sort of recording the wanky stuff at that time right it was on the wall and yeah it's all right it's yeah, it does kind of more fit in with their later material than it does their earlier stuff. I don't like it when when they do when bands do this re-release thing and then they put unreleased tracks because they're unreleased for a reason. They weren't good mm. enough for the album, so just don't pump them out as like, oh, fans have been clamouring for this. No, we haven't. Yeah, we want we, you. You want the best stuff on the album, and if it doesn't make the cut, it doesn't make the cut. Yeah, put it in the bin, mm. as Lars's dad would say. Dilly dead. <laughs> I watched that um, documentary the other day. Uh, me and Some Fee watched it fairly recently. It's been ages since I watched that. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. It is fucking it does, brilliant. doesn't paint them in a very good light, but... Um, download have confirmed more acts. Of course they um, have. Alter Bridge, Hailstorm, Death Punch, Epica, Electric Cowboy. Lovely stuff. Um, and they've got like the support slots for the headline acts like listed now. Yeah. Um, 
So on night one in Metallica, Alter Bridge, Death Punch, and Ginger yes. as, as in support. Um, Architects and Evanescence are ahead of Bring Me the Horizon. That's kind what of we saw. Ties in perfectly, doesn't it? Um, Disturbed and Placebo for the second Metallica night. It's interesting. Um, I guess Placebo. Disturbed kind of fit in, but Placebo, not really sure on that one. Uh, that'll be a case that Placebo are one of those bands that they're big enough to be on the main stage on a yeah. decent slot and they probably don't fit necessarily perfectly anywhere. So, um, But the the last night, Slipknot headlining, mm. what a fucking day that is. Parkway Drive and Ghost. Ooh. Um, but also, prior to that, on the, on the main stage, you've got, you won't like, I Prevail, Electric Callboy and Hatebreed. So that's a hell of a fucking day, that is. That's 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 a massive dip and a great day, that. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean that. I mean, it download looks fucking really good this year. That that is like that Sunday lineup is the equivalent of walking down the street, finding fifty quid on the floor, buying a buying a, a scratch card, winning fifty pounds more, and then walking out and dropping it in dog shit. <laughs> oh god I, th I think you should listen to i prevail more because i don't think you've given them enough chance yeah i've given them all the chance they're ever gonna get yeah, fucking brilliant anywho mm. um trivium fucking non-stop touring again announced another tour um and they're supported by bleed from within yeah, which is nice. also spectacularly mm. excellent um, and a band called Orbit Culture. Which I'm I've, pretty I've sure I've listened of. to Orbit Culture. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. Um, they I mean, were... I assume they're metal, but they sound like they should be like some sort of 80s techno Yeah, group. There, 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 was, there was a buzz around them about four or five years ago, I think, Orbit Culture. And um, I don't know what the fuck happened. Hmm. I sort of heard their name a lot and then didn't. Hmm. Okay, I've never heard of them. Um, but yeah, they like the final date on the tour is is in Southampton in September. So um, I'm going to purchase my tickets for that tomorrow. Purchase. I'm definitely going to that because, like I said, <clears throat> when you talked about going to see Trivium, I, I haven't been to see them for fucking years. Mm, no, you love it very good. So, and the fact that they're with Bleed from Within, who are fucking amazing. Yeah, they're great love. Um, uh, Richie Sambora has been discussing his possible return to Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi? Yeah. Um, he left in 2013 um, due to personal reasons. Yeah, he thinks Bon Jovi's um, a cunt. Well, but supposedly he's always been on really good terms with the band. Bullshit. Um, Poodle-headed fuck. But, I mean, there's a, there was a, clearly a definite dip in... What Bon Jovi were doing after Richie Sambora left the band, because mm. I mean that was really the wanky phase, wasn't it? Oh yeah, um, yeah. So they, they apparently might be getting back together and going on a new tour. And if that happens, I mean it'll be a hundred and fifty million dollars a ticket, mm. I'm sure. But I would really like to go and see Bon Jovi because I've never seen Bon Jovi. I did. I have seen them, but my tickets were terrible, so I couldn't really see a lot. But they sounded oh. very good. Um, that was at St Mary's Stadium. Ah, that one when Nickelback supported them, was it? Could have been. Because I think my dad went to that. Yeah, it probably was. Nickelback supported Bon Jovi at St Mary's. It could well have been. I don't like did you? Did you enjoy it? Uh, not not the start, no. I, some of it I did, yeah. 
when you... like when Nickelback fucked off and Bon Jovi came out <laughs> with that. Did they do burn it to the ground? Yeah, that was, that was a big highlight. I liked that. Did they do coin for the ferryman? Fucking great. <clears throat> I don't song. know. You have to listen to coin for the ferryman because it's very, very, very good. Um. Okay, so here's 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 a piece of negative news, mm. and this is pretty fucking disgusting behaviour. Um. So in Australia, Australia. Um, a fan rushed the stage at an architect's gig. Okay. Did you hear about this? No. Um, so the fan jumped up on stage, like ran at Josh Middleton, mm-hmm. um, and then proceeded to grab the microphone and hurl abuse at Sam Carter, saying that he was letting Tom Searle down. Fucking hell. Um, who obviously, as we know, sadly passed away in 2016. Um and he was basically giving it the play your old stuff kind of shit. But that went down well. Um, which I understand the sentiment, um, but, you know, you can't fucking act like that, like you're just being a total cunt. Yeah. Um, if you don't like the new music, don't pay for a ticket. Precisely, precisely. You know, if you don't like the music, that's great. Don't listen to it. Don't buy it. Yeah. Don't buy their merch. Certainly don't bother going to fucking see them. Yeah. Um, and I, I can understand the frustration of some fans with, with their sort of last couple of albums. Um, but you just don't fucking do stuff like I that. I don't understand why people can't just go, I like that bit, but I don't like that bit of their yeah, career. Yeah. And then just go, yeah. they're not for me anymore. That's fine. Yeah, totally. Like me with Death Punch. I never rag on Death Punch. Ever. <laughs> yeah. I liked him to start with. I don't like him anymore. I leave it at that. Yeah. And Steel Panther. Yeah. I like their first album. I don't rag on them now. <laughs> Is that a little insight into the review? Not saying anything. I'm tight-lipped. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just not very nice. Yeah. It's just not very nice behaviour. And, you know, when you think about how extreme that kind of went to with the likes of what happened to Dimebag and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just fucking really out of order. It isn't very nice. I think that the young man who ran on that stage needs to have a timeout mm. and he needs to be made about made to think about what mm. he's done. He needs a smacked bottom. Mm. This is why this stuff's happening, because we can't smack kids anymore. Yeah, and we have to call them tree or whatever. If yeah. They identify as a tree. Yeah, oh, yeah. Maple. Yeah. God. God. I wouldn't call him. We sound old and grumpy, don't we? Old and grumpy. I don't. I don't care. It's my birthday on Friday, and oh, it is, isn't it? I'm going to be older and grumpier. So yeah, you are. Look out next month. When are you forty? You're not forty, are you? No, way off, mate. What hours off? How old are you, Friday? Thirty (laughs) nine. Uh, it's Claire's fortieth in March as well. Bloody normal. Two weeks. God, I'm taking her to see I Prevail. Don't and we're, like both, very much, we're both very excited. Yeah. Um, here's a here's an interesting piece of news. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be the judge of that. That could spark a bit of a debate. Um, so this stems from an interview that Brian May did in Guitar World magazine. Um, so Brian May has been told in the past many times mm. that the song Stone Cold Crazy... Mm basically gave birth to thrash metal. Okay. Um, I thought this was quite a good bit of news because, you know, we basically poached the name of, mm, of that mm. song for our I can see podcast. why people might say that, definitely. Um, it came out in 1974 mm. on Queen's third album, excuse me, Sheer Heart Attack. Um, 
But Brian May has said that actually that song is one of the first songs that they ever wrote and ever played live together. Fucking hell. Um, so they were they were playing that at live gigs like quite a long time before it even got released on the album. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, 1974, was there much like fast-paced rock music like that floating around? Um, no, I mean, when... I mean, Aerosmith, but then Aerosmith were a little bit... Were yeah, they the late they, 70s? And they're a bit more groovy and a bit yeah, more they, bluesy. Like, yeah, they were a, they've bit, got their, a bit more blue. They weren't like fast-paced rock no. back then, were they? Um, yeah, so I don't know whether whether there's any truth to that. I mean, song. Motorhead? Like, when's Motorhead yeah, kick it's off? similar kind of era. Yeah. It might um, have, I mean, if it's written before that, Lemmy might have still been in fucking... What was it? Hawkwind that he was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably, so, yeah, he probably was in Hawkwind then, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah, whether whether there's any truth to the fact that that song actually gave birth to thrash metal, I don't know. But, you know, it's undeniable that the bands of that era, like Queen, Jimi Hendrix, Zeppelin, Pur- Deep Purple, you know, they all contributed massively to the, the all the the ridiculous amount of like metal subgenres mm. that we've got now. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, whether you can pinpoint thrash to that song, you could probably make an argument for you it. And against make an it. argument for it, I think. Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting and that is quite something, something to kind of think about. Something really. to chew on. But the thing is queen, I, you know, I, I love queen like the next person does. Mm. They're early stuff. You, you could call Queen Metal in the early days. Um, they got some fucking real banging Rages, fucking yeah. songs. And you think about that music in the 1970s, mm. you know, so, yeah. I started watching a documentary about Freddie Mercury yesterday oh, or the day you? before. Yeah? Yeah, I turned it off halfway through. It was quite boring. Oh, okay, fair enough. The second part, the, there was the, the, it was called Inside the Mind. It was on Netflix. Okay. And they got a pathologist or psychiatrist to analyse the person to find out why their personality was the way it was. Okay. And it is just as boring as you'd expect. Oh, okay. I'll avoid that then. Don't, don't watch it. <clears throat> um... <clears throat> Trouble at the merch stands. They're shit. I hate that. Trouble band. at the merch stands. And this my that was my title for this segment of the. Oh, news. sorry. Okay. Trouble at the merch stands. I thought you were talking about some sort of like pop punk band. <laughs> um. <clears throat> so I don't know if you've seen anything about this, but this came from an Assume article not. that I was reading about the latest Gojira tour mm-hmm. with Employed to Serve. Um. So merch prices are fucking insane. Mm. T-shirts are 40 quid. Ouch. Hoodies are 80 quid. Fucking hell. For a hoodie. Um, Like if you want a patch, it's a tenner. They're selling drum heads for 200 quid. There's like beanies are like 30 quid. Like it's it's really ridiculous what they're charging. And that's kind of like sparked like a a load of anarchy from the fans mm. saying they're taking the fucking piss, mm-hmm. which is true. Um, but that's now sparked a debate on as to whether you can blame the bands for that because it's kind of come out that the venues basically take up to 20% of merch sales. Mm. 
um, other bands have then waded in on the conversation, blaming venues for their cut and merch sales. One of the more vocal being Sam Carter from Architects. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <clears throat> yeah, he likes... Uh, he is the Corey Taylor of his day. Yeah, yeah. Um, he certainly likes to have a, an opinion on things, it seems. Oh, he loves an opinion. As long as, <clears throat> as long as it's his. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it, isn't it? Um, but there's no denying that bands are clearly trying to claw more funds by hiking merch prices. Mm. Um, because, you know, there has been a whole lot of thing recently since COVID about some bands not even being able to afford to tour and things like that. Yeah, and Brexit's made it <clears throat> massively more expensive for <clears throat> um, uh, for bands to, to tour the UK, which is right, why you're okay. seeing less tours in the UK. And, like, when you see, like, I don't know, you see a Deftones tour, or even Gojira, they do four dates in the UK, mm. and then they go to Europe and they play... 80 dates and right, they play okay. fucking everywhere because it's so much cheaper to, to travel around the U, uh, the EU and to, to, to tour there because Brexit has fucked us. Yeah. Um, Good decision, you silly cunts. Um, I, I get it. Like, they all need to be paid. Mm. Um, but we already pay extortionate prices for tickets. Like, we already pay extortionate prices for a warm beer and a piss-weak rum and coke mm -hmm. at venues. Um, and the amount of bands touring these days is 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 non-stop. You could go and see someone every week if you yeah. fucking want to. Um, you know, and we are living in a cost-of-living cost crisis. Mm. And there's only so much money that fans can and will be willing to spend. Um, and I get that that they want to make money and that's their job. But part of me thinks like, you, t you don't all have to be fucking millionaires. No, but my counterpoint, I suppose, mm. to that would be like, people don't buy records anymore. So bands can't rely on record sales. It's gone the days when, you know, Metallica would release the Black Album and it would sell 85 million copies. Yeah. And that would overnight make them trillionaires it doesn't happen anymore bands the streaming services no i get it i mean they they, they make their money from, from tour. touring and merch sales yes absolutely um and i get that but they clearly make you know bands anyone who's playing somewhere half reasonable like southampton guildhall bands that are playing those places they're making decent money but I'm, when i say decent money i mean like more money than your average fucking person working a day job. Uh, well, yes and no. I mean, I, for for example, like Barry Tomorrow, they're Southampton boys. I know that, like, they've all got full time jobs, but they all work. Like, uh, you know, because I, I, I follow Dan on um, Instagram and stuff, and you know, <clears> he, <throat> he's put stuff out about his new. He's got a new role in kind of mental health counselling and this yeah, sort okay. of thing. He works for like pretty much a full time job, mm. so. They're not making the sort of bank that, you know, and I, I remember a few years ago when, like, they blew up quite big and they were playing the Brixton Academies and stuff like that on tour with really big bands. And I remember him sort of, and this isn't me having a pop, but this is just like a, he was like, I've just got a new car. Like, I've wanted this car for fucking ages. Like, I can finally afford it. And he got a Focus, a uh, Fiesta ST. Right. So he's not driving a Lambo, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, he's... Don't get me wrong, I'm sure that the likes of Gojira and Architects are earning more money than, than Bury Tomorrow. Like, there's no doubt about that. But yeah. 
I don't think the margins are as massive as they used to be. Having said that, would I go to get to a gig and pay eighty pound for a hoodie? Not a chance. No, I mean, I, would I go on anyone. EMP or something and buy it on uh, for a discount? At, I'd just wait until the next tour and then I buy the last tour. Yeah, yeah. Hoodie. You know, I I buy my band T-shirts from places like EMP. Mm. You know, you get a fucking T-shirt for twenty quid and a, mm. get a decent hoodie for forty quid or thirty mm-hmm. quid even. You know. And that's all proper official licensed stuff. I mean, you're still doing your bit. They're getting a little bit of a cut along the way somewhere. But yeah, eighty quid for a fucking hoodie. Yeah, I couldn't. I, mean, I couldn't justify who it. Who could justify it? Well, I mean, there are people out there, and and if you do, if you can and you do, then fair fucks here. Do you yeah. know what I mean? But yeah, it will definitely <clears throat> put some people off. No, most people when it starts to creep towards a hundred pound, that's a serious investment. I mean. My fucking Xbox was 250 quid. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. If you think that hoodie, if I bought a £100 hoodie, <clears throat> that's going to last me maybe two years. Yeah. Whereas that Xbox, I've already sunk fucking, I don't know, 270 hours of gameplay into that thing. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So that was, that, was, that was interesting, I thought. Mm. Uh, Fear Factory have got a new singer. Thank fuck for that. So... Um, Obviously, we, we mentioned that Fear Factory have got a new album coming out in the last episode, mm. and we both said about how horrendous Burton C. Bell was when we saw him at fucking Bloodstock. Yeah, it was awful. Um, turns out he actually left about two and a half years ago. Did he? <laughs> yeah. Oh. 2020 left. They haven't had a singer since then. Oh, cheerio. Um, yeah. Fairly um, well. So they, they've been on a hunt for a new singer. And they, the new front man is a guy called Milo Silvestro. Ah, yes. Yeah. Uh, He's basically a nobody that they found on YouTube. No, he's not a nobody. Milo Silvestro, I've seen him. He's he's this... So he wears a, a large Mexican hat <laughs> and he's a small brown mouse. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, apparently they've, they've like interviewed over 300 different people to be singer. And they found this guy on, on like, this guy just has, like, his own YouTube channel. Mm. And he did, like, a cover of one of the Fear Factory songs on his YouTube channel. And Dino, whatever his name is, Zaras. saw him and um, and was like, fucking hell, he's good. And just said, you know, come in and give you Suck a try. Off. And he is now the new singer. They have now played, literally, like, yesterday or the day before, their first live gig. Ah. Um... And I saw a little clip from it, and he fucking does sound really good. Nice. So, well, that's good. Yeah. That's so good news. I, I don't know how long he's actually been with them. So I assume he's he's the guy singing on the new album. Mm. Um. So he must have been with them for a while. Um. So yeah, could be good. Could be good. Um. Avenged Sevenfold news. Yes. I said there was a lot of news this month. There didn't is I? a lot of news this month. Um. So. A video of M Shadows mm-hmm. appeared on on Matthew. their on their um, tracks podcast. It was it was of M Shadows Matthew um, basically stating that their two festival appearances in the US in May have now been cancelled due to a delay of with their album. Okay, and like he's sorry, but, but these things happen. So that kind of spread around, like move forward a day, 
and then M Shadows has gone on Twitter and said that that was fake and they'd been hacked and the video was some sort of deep fake video. Ah. Um, and the gigs are still on. Um, Technology's good, isn't it? So was it a hack by someone just being a knob or is this another sort of Avenged Sevenfold ruse with the build-up? To their new album coming out, it w- I wouldn't put it past um, them, to which throw- we still don't have a date yet. So yeah, I wouldn't put it past them to try and build up some some publicity by going, <clears throat> oh, it's off. Oh no, it was a hack. Yeah, but also it probably was somebody being a dick. Yeah, what potentially. I yeah. would love if this is the sort of shit that we're able to to do now. These de- have you seen these deep fake videos? They're fucking unbelievable. Some, but. They're not. They're usually fairly grainy, and you can only see the butthole. <laughs> um, um, what I'd love to see is if you're going to troll it, do it properly. Like, get a deep fake video, put like a really terrible unsigned band's song underneath it, and then sing over the top of it, so it looks like M Shadows is going. <laughs> That sounded exactly like M Shadows. <laughs> and then just put heading in a new direction or something like that. Yeah. It'd be fucking amazing. Oh, yeah. So I just fucking bring the album out, man. Like, just do the stage and just tomorrow, just That's bring it out. Do. They do. They will. Yeah. They definitely Hopefully, because I want to hear it. I want. I need it. I'd like to hear it. Um, If they drop it, if they do drop it, like, tomorrow, and we've told the people that... We're reviewing the two albums next month that we're reviewing. Are we oh, going to bin that? Uh, fucking right. I mean, or do we bin our we, own choices and we do we bolt on? It e- does it, this either, is a conversation for off e- the podcast. Either or, let's say, whenever Avenged fucking album comes out, we'll review it. That's going in the fucking bank for the next podcast. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and whether we replace something mm. or we just do an an extra review <clears throat> for a little treat for the 6.2 billion listeners mm. um yeah but it'll definitely be going in the bank okay um either or i have one last final bit of news i know what this is going to be about and i prevail news isn't nope it? it's metallica news <laughs> i just had to sneak something chris's in chris's favorite section um the it's the only time I'm going to mention Metallica today, okay? I doubt it. Um, it is. Um, new single and music video came out today. Did it? Literally, like an hour ago. Ah. Oh. L- like, um, so the n- new song off the new album is called If Darkness Had a Sun. I've only listened to it once because it literally just came out. Good Lord Jesus Christ, heaven and mighty above. It's fucking brilliant. It's a bit... Bit and Justice, Black Album Me, but it definitely fits in with the Death Magnetic, Hardwired stuff. That for sure. sounds confused. It's heavy, it's groovy, it's fantastic. It's the best song you've ever heard in five years. The end. That's it. All about it. End of the nose! Is it better than um, Moth Into Flame? I've already entered the news. Is it better than Moth Into Flame? Um, potentially, I've only listened to it once. Okay, so no. Okay, cool. End of the news. <laughs> um, right, what's next on the agenda? 
Next on the agenda is some mother fucking reviews. Ah, oh, album reviews. What one are we going to do first? I'll let you pick, Christopher. Uh, let's do. Hip dip dog shit, you are not it. This is great. In flames. Let's do in flames. (laughs) (laughs) I was just thinking to myself, what just sat next to you watching you mull over what you could talk about? (laughs) Must have been great listening for people. Yeah, well, you know, people can just have a mental image of what's going on. I think what you were doing is you were giving people a little space to just take a breath, yeah. be thankful for what they have mm. and just practice a little bit of gratitude. Of Yeah, and, and I introduced a little bit of excitement. What's he going to do? Oh, In flames? Sorry. Steel panther? I didn't get Is it that. going to be? Which one's it going to be? I didn't get that. I assume that what people will think is that the recording has broken and that they might stop listening. Oh, OK. Well, you know, we quite often have a little pause, so people are probably used to it. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, fuckers. <laughs> uh, okay. Right. In flames, so, go. Um, in flames, a Swedish melodic heavy metal band. Oh, yeah. Um, do you know what? I had no idea that In Flames had been around since 1994. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Very long time. I think Soundtrack to Your Escape was my introduction into In Flames. And I just at the, at, at the time, I, I that was like early two thousands, and I assumed that was their first album. I don't know why. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Wowzers. Um. So sort of like whenever I talk about In Flames, I'll go, yeah, I mean, their first album was fucking great, and that's the album I'm referring to. The first album was like, was it the Jester's Race or something like Fuck that? Fuck knows. I don't know. It was a long time ago. But I know when I started looking up about In Flames, I was like, shit, man, they got fuckloads of albums. They have got a lot of other bumps. Um, that's why I said they're, they're one of those bands, like, they are one of the the pillars of yeah. fucking Melodeth. Yeah, I, do, I just, I, I had no idea they'd been around since 1994. Massively influential. Um, <clears throat> I listened back to the soundtrack to your escape because mm-hmm. that was the first in flames album i ever listened to fucking hell man it is fucking excellent i think the first one i've ever listened to was come clarity and that was because of guitar hero 3 was that before or after that's 2006 so that's after after um um hum. yeah it's that album it's fucking it's proper he- proper heavy mm. proper melodic death metal it's really fucking good um but I I know that since then every In Flames album for me has been a bit meh. Oh, Come Clarity is a banger. I can't really remember. That's it. the one with uh, Take That's Life. Um, and um, I really like two thousand eight. The um, oh shit, my balls off. Um, I can't remember the name. <laughs> I can a mir- the mirror's tr- no the mirror's truth is the song on it. Uh, a sense of purpose. Okay. I really like that. That was the first one that I like. I need to go. I need to listen to more. After that, it does in go. Flame. Well, yeah. it was like, it was when it got to that like 2010 era where they did that song with Pendulum. Mm. Do you remember that? Like, I don't 
I actually don't mind that song that they did with Pendulum because I quite like Pendulum, in fairness. I quite like Pendulum. Um, but In Flames were definitely getting a bit wanky by then. Oh, yeah. Like, Battles was 2016. Oh, Battles was and, and that was, that was really wanky. Yeah, Battles was... They basically... Battles was like... They went, oh, yeah, we used to be this really fucking heavy band, but... Actually, we bumped into Jacoby Shaddox once at a festival, and what we think we should do is make worse pop rock album. Hmm. Worse, we should make work. Wor- but that was terrible English. Um, yeah, so but they are Swedish. So, so sort of everything since that kind of era. I've I've just listened to bits and bobs, mm. and it's all a bit. I didn't like that one either. Um, Strange album title as well. No, bits and bobs. <laughs> um, so, in in all fairness, like, I wasn't particularly expecting greatness from the new album, um, but I did listen to the single they released called Meet Your Maker, mm. and I don't know if you listened to that before no, the album came purpose. out. Oh, yeah, you don't like listening to singles, do you? Mm-hmm. Um, so I did get a bit excited, because that is a fucking banger. Um, overall... I think Forgone is a pretty decent album and it definitely feels more of a a return to the older shit from mm. when I first started listening to them mm-hmm. um, rather than the, the, the namby-pamby wanky shit that they've been doing in the last 10 years. Mm. <clears throat> um, the opening song... Um, state of slow decay. Oh, that's like the uh, that worried me a bit. If I'm honest, when Did I heard it? state of yeah, because so obviously I didn't listen to the the single, so I had no idea what I was getting myself into. No, I'm not talking about like the intro track. Like I'm sort of ignoring that. Oh, that is the state of slow decay, isn't it? No the intro track. No. Ah. No. So like tra- technically track two on the album. Right. Okay. So the the intro worried me because. Yeah. No. I'm 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 just I'm not even acknowledging it. So I agree oh, with it you. It just worried me. I just I listened to it. And, <clears throat> as I said, I liked 2008's album Sense of Purpose, um, <clears throat> and then they did like 2012, I think it was. They did a Sounds of a Playground Fade In. Oh, that was poo. It was a bit bad. Yeah, yeah. that was poo. Yeah. And it reminded me of that, and I was like, oh no. Mm. Oh god, guys, come on. And then it kicked the second track proper kicked in and I was like yeah. Oh what's that little fresh Yeah it's, it's nice little It's nice and it's nice and heavy and you know it's got a decent amount of brutality about it. Yeah. It's a good it's a good fucking oh, it was a cracker. opening track, yeah. I thought it was better than the opening track on the Lamb of God album. I know they're different genres, but yeah. like bands of that vintage yeah I know that of god haven't been around for as long but yeah which blows my mind because i honestly would have thought Lamb of god were an older band than in flames yeah i really i really for whatever reason didn't realize that in flames had been around since i was fucking 12 years old yeah it's ridiculous um yeah, so Meet Your Maker, what did you think of that? I loved it. I thought yeah. it was fucking great, yeah. It is fucking brilliant. I yeah. absolutely love that song. Banger. It's heavy, it's groovy, it's oh. melodic. I love the vocals, I love the solo. I, it's a fucking brilliant, brilliant song. I, when I listen to Good In Flames, 
I realise that I'm a bit of a mark for mellow death. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with death metal, but death metal always lacks something mm. for me. And it's the melody, because mm. it's all so brutal that I always get a bit lost in it. Yeah, and bored. yeah, yeah. And I just, I love a bit of melody. I love a yeah, bit of poppiness. Yeah, because death metal, you don't get... You don't get the fucking, like the hooks and the yeah. fucking and the and the the chuggy riffs that make and you want to fucking and also bob the, your head. Scoring guitar parts yeah. that just lift it and you go, oh yeah, we're going on a little journey. We're on the back of Falcor <laughs> and we're fucking flying around, throwing eggs at people. Um, bleeding out is next. Fucking hell, man, that could be trivium. That is the best. Um, Lincoln Park cover I've ever read. <laughs> it to me it sounds exactly like Trivium. Yeah, it does sound a lot like Trivium. Um, but then that's a I don't think that's an accident because Trivium were massively influenced by In Flames and have always said so. Oh, okay. Paolo one of Paolo's favorite albums is um <laughs> is uh oh, tits on a pig. I'll have to look it up. It's one of the fucking albums. Um, you keep going. I'll look it up. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. It's, uh, I like the clean vocals. I like the growly vocals. The chorus is great to sing along to. It's um, it's one of them tracks that would be fucking great to see live. Yeah, reroute to remain. Oh, okay. There you go. That was the album before soundtrack to your escape. Um, so the track after that is Forgone Part One. That's got to be some of the heaviest stuff that In Flames have ever done, surely. It's super fucking heavy. It's quite spicy. Um, it's fast, ferocious. It's not possibly my favourite track on the album, but it is It is one of those relentless tracks. Mm. It's, it's, a, it's a fucking belter. Yeah. Um, the next one is Full Gone Part 2. Oh, I didn't... I don't know what they've done there. I didn't really get it. Like, it's a lot softer as a as the counterpart to part one I suppose and I don't really understand the relevance between the two songs I don't really see why they're part one and part two perhaps foregone is to do with loss and grieving and mm. maybe it's to represent different stages of that process I mean I'm trying to yeah, make no, it sound I don't smart really know. I mean it? I didn't I just didn't really see a link as I'm listening to the album um, between the two songs, and it was a bit, yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't massively keen on that one. Um, the next song as well, Pure Light of Mind, I, that was a little bit dull. So we're definitely getting to a point in the album where maybe they're sticking in a bit of filler, mm -hmm. I think. Um, the Great Deceiver, that's a decent song. I like that tune, yeah, really I like fucking, that one. Couldn't really fault it. It's, it's, it's nothing amazing, but it's nothing to complain about either. Yeah. No, I um, concur. Um, in the dark, the opening riff is fucking amazing. Like chunky, heavy. It's fucking really good. It's fucking great to hear them write decent riffs again. Yeah. And it's been a long time since like, I've listened to a, an get, In Flames album and wanted to bang my head. Yeah, yeah, totally. And like, <laughs> um, you get a bit of the dive bomb whammy bar fucking in this track and it's it's sort of slower and chunky it's mm. it's it's a fucking really good tune um the song after that is my absolute favorite song on the album a dialogue in b flat minor it oh fucking hell it makes me grip my teeth 
mm. and scrunch my face up like a cabbage patch doll taking a shit. Like, <laughs> like an image. It, I love it. I fucking love it. I've listened to that song more than anything else in the last couple of weeks. Have you? Yeah. Fucking am. Um, like whenever I'd sort of like, I get in the car and I'm like, oh, what should I put on? I'll put that song on. Mm. Like it's, I fucking love it. Um, the vocals are good. The the riff for the verses is just, oh, it's fucking amazing. It's really, really good. It's, it, it's one of them songs that really gives me the feels. Gives you the fizz. Yeah. Um, yeah, great, great solo on it again. Uh, oh, I love it. It's fucking, it's superb. Um, there's nothing up to this point. I know there's a couple of dips, but there was when I was listening to it. There was up to that point. There was nothing that I was like, I wouldn't listen to this again. There was bits that I no. prefer, but I would. I was like, I could quite happily listen but, to uh, it. Uh, to be fair, the like if if I'm skipping tracks, I would skip for Gone Part Two, and I would skip Pure Light of Mind. Mm. But that's it at this point. Mm. Um, but um, having said that, there's only two tracks left and Sino Shaw. Mm-hmm. It's fucking brilliant. It's, it's in, in your, like this track kind of focuses on the bass guitar more as well. It's really good. Oh, yeah. That's the one with the really thick thumb. Thum, thum, thum. mm. Yeah. Um, and then end the transmission, which is the last song. And it's fucking brilliant. Do you know what? <laughs> I was listening to end the transmission and I was I was walking the dog and I was listening and I was like, they've just done a fucking genius thing there. Literally genius. Right? It's going along and it's doing the end the transmission thing. And I was like, and then halfway through him going end the transmission, it cut off. And I was like, that's fucking genius. <laughs> that's genius. <laughs> What I realised when I pulled my phone back out was the, the dog, no, the dog poo bag holder in my pocket had accidentally pushed against the, the screen and had paused it. So I was like, "Oh, they're fucking genius! That's so good!" And then just realised I'd paused it. And you and I, play a, and went, "Oh, moron!" There was about another forty-five seconds, and then it went into a fade. I was like, "Oh, fuck's sake!" I could have really improved this for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's really good. It's heavy riffs, like thumping bass drums. Like the growly vocals, I really like the chorus. Even though this is probably the most like corny chorus on the album, mm. um, but it's a good sing along. It's fu- it's fucking really good. Yeah, it's a I, really good. Song. I really like this album. I think it's fucking cracking. Yeah, I, absolutely cracking. And I think I love. I think I like it more than I. Well, I think I like it as much as I do because I had absolutely no expectation i listened yeah, to it particularly yeah, yeah. with that little fucking intro track and i was yeah. just when i was listening to the intro track i was like that's it i'm just gonna I, i'm just gonna drink bleach I, that's all i can do i did and i didn't have good expectations purely because i didn't because i know that i have felt about the last 10 plus years of yeah, yeah. flames but in the same breath <clears throat> the couple of weeks leading up to the release of the album i have been listening to Meet Your Maker, which has made me think, fucking hell, I hope this album's good. Yeah. Um, I just think, I think they're fucking great at writing riffs. I think they're fucking brilliant at choruses. The guitar solos are fucking great. And when when all those, like, elements come together, 
and you get like the little pockets during the album where all of that stuff just gels. It's fucking spectacular. It's really good. Like they are, they are very, very good at what they do when they get it right. Yeah, and it kind of it's frustrating that they've spent. For me, this is the best thing they've done since about two thousand and eight. Yeah. Oh yeah. And that is a very long time to yeah. be to be releasing albums of very poor quality yeah. to then come back yeah. and release an album of this high quality. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, like how many bands can you say have had a break of about fifteen years where they've released poor quality albums yeah, and then come to back then release something. something that's this good? Yeah, it's you know, Lamb of God couldn't do it, and they've yeah. they, you know and. The, I mean, the gap is about they've still got time <laughs> yeah but yeah I mean this this is their 14th album yeah and they've been together nearly 30 years like it's fucking really good yeah I it's wanna, really good I want to know what happened to make them start writing this shit again yeah like what happened did one of them get a divorce or did their dog <laughs> die yeah, or like yeah, what happened because yeah. something big has changed in that band yeah and for the better they've yeah. gone oh yeah maybe we should stop doing that because it's wank mm. and let's write some good tunes again yeah it's great um, it's I mean really I, I'm 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 scoring it a solid 4.8 out of 6 Baldy Eggs I am I'm not quite sure what stopped me getting to 5 <clears throat> but I would score it 5 Baldy Eggs out of 6 if if I had, it, currently, I would say five out of six Baldy Eggs. Yeah. But that is because my expectation of it was so low yeah. that it's exceeded that. I, so I, I, I'm going to temper it and I'm going to give it a four and a half Baldy Eggs um, out of six. And I'm going to say that there's four and a half Baldy Eggs and, you know, on the side there's a little toasty soldier. Yeah, okay. For the dipping. Yeah, I, I think what stopped me getting to five out of six was just purely because there is a couple of tracks that I would probably skip. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, which, they're not horrendous tracks, but the rest of the album is 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 just fucking... Oh, it's brilliant. That's fucking great, yeah. It and, is really and, good. And, you know, like, there's, there's a good four tracks that I think are fucking superb and will definitely be going on playlists and I will be listening to. I am back on the In Flames train. <coughs> yeah, we're back on the In Flames train. Back on the In Flames train. We're back on the In Flames, back on the In Flames, back on the In Flames train. I'm trying to think what the melody that you're singing is. I don't know. I don't know. Is that fucking Frosty know. the Snowman? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, good. Well, yeah, great album. Good Fair album. Well worth listening to. Yes, get it in your ears and enjoy it. Yes. Still Panther. Still Panther. On the prowl. Wow. I have a feeling mm-hmm. it's going to go downhill from now. What? The pod? Well, the 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 the... Just the general thoughts about the music we're about to talk ah, about. All right. Um, so, ridiculously, Steel Panther have been around since the year 2000. That's a long time. Um, originally, they were called Metal Shop. 
Okay. And they were fabricators. No, they 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 were they were basically just like an eighties hair metal cover band. Cover band, yeah. Um, but they gained like loads of popularity, like in the clubs they used. They to were play playing in, Roxy and stuff like LA, that, weren't yeah. they? And they you know, lots of celebs used to go and see them. Um, <clears throat> and they changed their name to Metal School. Yeah. And they released an album under that name called Hole Patrol. <laughs> and that album, I think, actually had a couple of um, songs a couple of the songs to... off Feel the Steel. Yeah. yeah. So when they changed their name to Steel Panther, they then um, bought out Feel the Steel in 2009. Wowzers trousers. Yeah. So, I mean, they were around for nine years before Feel the Steel came out. Um, For me, Feel the Steel and Balls Out are both fucking superb albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, like musically, vocally, lyrically, like is they're just brilliant odes to that eighties rock and metal whilst being hilariously funny. Feel the Steel is genuinely brilliant. Yeah. Feel the Steel. It reminds me. Feel, for me, Feel the Steel is the metal version of the Slim Shady LP. <laughs> right. Okay. It's because it's got that really ridiculous kind of wacky humour yeah. which is meant to be offensive and is fucking funny because it is so offensive yeah but it is clever as well like yeah yeah there i feel like still panther and eminem have had a similar career trajectory <laughs> in the sense that they used to be really funny because they were offensive on purpose and now they're not <laughs> yeah. um he- Go on, defend away. <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to defend. I mean, I, those first two albums are brilliant. I love them. I like, I love singing them songs. And like, you sing them with a smile on your face. And mm. and even now, if I listen to them, I still think, fucking hell, that's funny. Mm. Um, but then since then, the albums they've released, and I think the new one's their sixth album, I think. Yeah, sounds um, right. uh, You know, they are hit and miss. Like, there are some really great songs on on them albums yeah but overall the albums are a bit no hum yeah yeah um anywho so on on the prowl um this is the first album since the bass player lexi has left the band yep they have a new bass player called spider of course they have um, that's because he's got eight dicks, like the joke yeah. in Mighty Bush. <laughs> Spider um, Dijon. Yeah, it's 13 tracks and it's 48 minutes long. Mm. So it's it's quite a lengthy thing to get oh, through. Yeah. And I'm sure they love the fact that anything <coughs> they've released has been classed as a lengthy thing. <laughs> yeah, that's they true. They would find that hilarious. I just, I've, you know, they'll enjoy that, I expect. Mm. Um and it's it's been produced by themselves, and it was predominantly recorded at like their home studios. Without right? spoiling my review, yeah. the length of this album is quite large. The girth is <laughs> woeful. <laughs> that reminds me of the lyrics in one of the songs. One of the songs. What a surprise! Because it was a badly way. thought out joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, it 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 kicks off with "Never Too Late to Get Some Pussy Tonight." Mm-hmm. It starts with like that Bon Jovi esque synthesizer then satchel um sort of riffs rip away it's a classic steel panther song punchy drums and sing-along chorus i actually think it's quite a good opener. i didn't know it was steel panther at times no what is with the british accent 
British accent. He puts a British accent on. Does he? Yeah. Now and again, he'll sort of be singing in and go, mate. Like he's trying to be Johnny Rotten. Oh, I didn't. Honestly, I didn't it pick up bugs on that. the fuck out of me. I didn't pick up on that. I've put Motley Crue B-side. <laughs> um, Friends with Benefits. Mm. I, I really like the crispy opening riff. Mm-hmm. I think that's really good. The lead guitar, the solo. The solo is fucking brilliant. I, I think Satchel is fucking superb. Yeah. I genuinely He's do. a great guitarist, yeah. Um, it's, it's all right. It's quite good. I put boring. Oh, okay. Fair Sounds enough. like a college band writing a sexy song. <laughs> Um, on your Instagram is the next song it's like a ballad um, about catfishing essentially yeah it is yeah essentially yeah um, but it's another song that's basically being carried by Satchel's great guitaring like you can't fault what he does um, but it's, it's it's the best thing in the song yeah. Um, you know, and he sticks his little twiddly bits in. They would also love um, that as an analogy. They would. Um, but it's by the time I've got to track three, this is where I'm starting to think, hmm, this isn't that great. Mm-hmm. And and more importantly, we're at track three, and I haven't even cracked a smile yet. Yeah. Like I haven't laughed. Shall I tell you my notes for on your Instagram? Yeah. Go I on. put. Catfishing ballad. Where have the jokes gone? <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I also noticed on this song, this is the first time I noticed it, seems like Michael Starr's voice is struggling a bit. Mm. Um, it just doesn't seem to have like the, the power that, yeah. that he used to have. Oh, I agree. It, it, I don't know if it's his voice is struggling or if he, he's phoned it in or... Mm. I don't know, or if they're doing a different thing, but yeah, he's definitely not belting them out because he could kind of carry some of those less good lyrics in yeah. previous songs, previous albums, because he was a really good singer. But this is the thing that I always liked about Steel Panther was I always liked the fact that... If it wasn't a joke, it would be good. Yeah, because the the music is good. You can't deny that Thatcher was a fucking great guitarist mm. and Michael Starr... His voice is fucking unreal. What I loved about the first one, the first album, the Feel the Steel, was if you replace the lyrics with non-joke lyrics, mm. it would still be a fucking great album. Yeah, yeah, totally. Which was the whole point of Steel Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what have you got for put your money where you put my money where your mouth is? Aldi, Guns and Roses. <laughs> what? Aldi. Aldi. Oh, oh I <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to think. Audi, that's a car. What does mm. that mean? No, I should have said little. <laughs> yeah, you should have said little. Yeah, little Guns and Roses. Little Guns and Roses. Um, yeah, it's it starts off again with a nice, thick and juicy riff. Um, and I thought on this song you can really hear the bass guitar this time, mm-hmm. um, which I like. Um, but again, I thought Michael Starr's voice sounds really strained. On yeah. this song, um, and it just the whole song really. It's just it's it's a bit bland. Yeah, okay. and 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 I still haven't laughed. No, either. No, no. So I'm starting to get irritated. Yes, at this point that's the problem with it. If it's not actually funny, <clears throat> then it's it's worse than it being bad. It, yeah, it's worse than it being boring. It gets irritating because you mm. go, well, 
at least you could back it up with some gags. Yeah. Um, 1987, mm -hmm. I actually quite like that song. Um, I like I like the tune. I like the nostalgia, like, <clears throat> uh, in the song of, like, the 80s metal and what was going on. You're going to be offended then, by my comment. Probably. Um, but I probably, really, I, pr I probably like the the nostalgia side of the song more than the actual song itself. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But again, Satchel's fucking solo is brilliant. And, and I did think Michael Starr sounded really good on that song as well. I put old man sings about old things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, it's like they're that's attempting true. summer of 69. Yeah. But that's... if Brian Adams wrote it now. Yeah, that is true. But I, 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 I quite liked it. Um, teleporter. Just musically, it was all right. Lyrically, it did nothing for me. Oh, I just put it happened. Yeah. Um, is my dick enough? I actually really like this song. Um, the opening guitars, the slow down riffs during the verses. Um, I quite like the tone of Michael Starr's voice as well in this. It's a bit different to how he sounded on other songs and previously. Um, yeah, I, I, this, this is an example of a song where I wish the lyrics weren't stupid mm. because it's not funny with the lyrics they've got. But I like the sound of the song. Okay. So I think if you took away the daft lyrics and replaced them with something else that fit the tune, I think it would be a really good track. Okay. I don't know how you thought about that. I didn't finish it. I genuinely could not get could not the finish it. No, I couldn't get all the way through the song. I was. Yeah, I really like that song. I, I I really didn't like it. I don't know if it's the lyrics. I don't know if it's the music. It just really grated on me, and I was like, no, I'm not doing this to myself. I don't have to. Mm. I've got no, uh, I've got no responsibility to anyone. No, I'm not reviewing it. <laughs> uh, magical vagina. What have you got for that? Sounds like some forty-one when they were twelve. Shite. Yeah, it did sound slightly like some forty-one, didn't it? Yep. Bullshit. Um, but again, you can hear the bass a lot more. So I don't know whether they've sort of purposefully turned up the bass on this album because they got a new bass player. I, I wish they'd turn most of it down. <clears throat> yeah. Not the bass, like all of it. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, yeah, I I, I, I hate the song. I, I, I can't stand the vocals on this song. His, his vocals really irritate me. Yeah. The way he sings this song is yeah, horrible. Yeah, it's fucking annoying. Uh, it is annoying. Um, it's, and it's... It's the worst thing on the album, this song. I, I agree. Yes, 100%. Okay. Oh, we agree on something. 100% it is. Um, all that and more. Um, I like the 80s thumping drum beat. Um, I like Michael Starr's lower range on this one. The guitar, the catchy chorus. I I quite like this song. It reminded me of Supersonic Sex Machine. Uh, Do you remember I, that song? No. Supersonic sex machine. That's quite remember. That's good. Um, I don't know if it's like a um, Stockholm syndrome type thing mm. that I just started to enjoy my torture, um, but I didn't mind this. I thought um, chorus is pretty good. Yeah. Um, musically, it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. um, it's just it's very very silly without being funny. 
Yeah. That was my problem with it. But other, other than that, if, if again, this is one of those ones where if it wasn't supposed to be a funny song, it probably would have been all right and it wouldn't have grated on me too much. Yeah. So I, I, let this, I, I gave this one a pass. Cool. I listened um, to the whole thing. One Pump Chump. Uh-huh. It's like quite fast. I like the riffs. I think this is the only song for me that would be worthy of being on one of the first two albums. And this is the first time during the whole album that I actually had a little chuckle. Mm. I, I, it was quite funny. Musically, this is the best thing on the album. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I think this is, the, 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 like I say, the only thing that off this album that would slot into one of the first two albums. Yeah, I, I said that with this, I was like, there's plenty of groove on it. I said that if you give that riff to Clutch, you'd have a good song. <laughs> yeah. Um, Porn Star. It literally sounded like Michael Starr's voice had let go. It was like he was singing live and he got to a point in the gig where his voice had let go. Mm. Um, I don't like it. It's boring. Meh. And, and it makes me feel sad that I'm saying a Steel Panther song is boring. Yeah. That, well, my comment was meh. That's yeah. all I could muster because I, I couldn't find anything to comment on. Um, Ain't Dead Yet, acoustic ballad. It's dull. I don't like it. I find it boring. <laughs> um, when they don't do songs that are like upbeat and, and chunky riffs and like you can still like them because the lyrics are fucking funny. Yeah, like community but, property. Yeah. But, Belter. But... That this isn't funny. No. It's just pants. Yeah, I, I mean, ain't dead that. I put no, but I wish you were. When will this end? <laughs> oh well, soon. So last song, sleeping on a on the roll away. Yep. Um. By this point in the album, I've just had enough, mm. and the last three songs have been like a fucking chore to get through. Yeah. Um. And it's like they just run out of ideas but stuck it in anyway um and as 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 could be said about 90% of the rest of the songs the only redeeming factor is a solo from Satchel but there's only so many times you can save a shitty song with sticking a decent solo in from mm-hmm. Satchel I put Green Day is that you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, I yeah, didn't like so. it, Chris. I didn't like it, no, and I don't I d- want I to listen to it. I didn't again. fully dislike it. Um, <clears throat> I have mixed feelings because I like Steel Panther. I do like them. I mm. do like their older albums. I do like some songs that I could cherry pick from the albums since. And I fucking love seeing them live mm. as well. You know, I've seen them a few times, and they're fucking brilliant. Um. So I don't know if the joke is actually wearing thin or they just can't write humorous songs like they used to. But this album just ain't funny. No, like it's, it, it, it's not funny. Um, and and, and 50% of, of what Steel Panther are about is, is the funniest fuck lyrics. 50% of it's the fucking decent music and 50% of it's the, the funny lyrics. And the the funny lyrics are fucking gone. Yeah. It's just not humorous. Um, 
and musically it's 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 it has little pockets where it's pretty decent but as an overall it's um they're all proficient at what they do yeah yeah but they are it, it it just seems very phoned in it and seems I, very phoned in and I, something's gone on with michael Starr's voice as well his vocals just don't hit anywhere near as hard as they did and like the higher range of which there's not a lot mm. on this album um even when he does do it it's it like it's like he's suppressing it mm. as well so you know i mean they played millions and millions of live shows you know they used to play every fucking week and every night and all that when they toured like the clubs in la so maybe it's just Fuck. fucked voice now i don't yeah. know or maybe they're they've produced it <clears throat> They, yeah, they have. So yeah, they, they, they have produced don't know how to fucking themselves. produce a yeah, record, and they've just made their own shit sound shit. Maybe, but I don't think it's good enough. I don't think the jokes are funny enough. I don't think the songs are good enough. I don't think his voice is good enough, and there's definitely not enough there for a guitar solo to save it. It is a little bit of a big turd. <sighs> it's not amazing. I don't know if I'd go as far as saying it's a big turd. There are four or five songs on the album that I would still listen to mm. um, or, or have on a playlist or whatever. I would at gunpoint. <laughs> but 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 like I said, that then that's not because of the lyrics. That's because of the music that's in them. Um, you'd, you'd almost want to drop the lyrics... And like replace them something that's sensible. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then I think you'd have a few good songs. You'd have you'd have a reasonably boring album, <coughs> but it would be listenable. Yeah, I don't, I'd like. Irritating. I didn't. I didn't find myself wanting to sing along to any of the songs, like I did on the earlier stuff. Mm. Um, the, you know, the saving grace on the album is Satchel, um, although. Yeah, I did go back and listen to the the album before this, Heavy Metal Rules, and fucking hell, man, that's really bad. Is it? Yeah, I don't think I've even listened to that album because that's really bad. Oh. It's way worse than this. Is it? Yeah. This is quite bad. Yeah, it's way worse. Like, if you listen to Heavy Metal Rules, it's way worse than this. The only redeeming factor of Heavy Metal Rules is it's not as fucking long as this. Yeah. Because this was a slog. Yeah, I'm, I've given this 1.5 baldy eggs out of six. That is that is damning, isn't it? Oh, I'm just not mm. putting up with this shit anymore. I mean, Chris. I've 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 scored it a three out of six. I think you're drunk because well, no, I've scored it a three because there is like five songs that that I think are all right or or even actually quite good. Um. And and when you compare it to the previous album, it is a lot fucking better. Um, but maybe three out of six is being a bit generous, but I'm sticking with it. I think there are five good songs. I just don't think any of those songs are on this album. <laughs> mm. I could name you five good songs right now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah not know. good, not good. Not and good. There you go. Steel Panther. Unfortunately, it's it's not 
as good as I was hoping, and it's not the thing that's brought you back into Steel Panther, has it? Absolutely not, no. Hey-ho, they can't all be good. No. We've had one good album and one not-so-good album. Yeah, and let's see what the next bit brings us. So we're going to do what we've been listening Our to. Our reviews, yeah. Our reviews. Would you like to start or would you like me to start? Um, Mine's fairly brief. Um, yeah, to be fair, mate, mine's, mine's going to be fairly brief, but you go first. Okay. Nice. Uh, okay, so I have been listening to a band called Narrowhead. Okay. Good. Yeah, that was the expression I expected. <laughs> um, Narrowhead. Narrowhead. They are from Dallas, Texas. Yeah. Um, not that you'd know that particularly by listening to them. They, they don't sing about, like... Pickup trucks. Pickup trucks and country music. Right. Um, and this is their third full-length release. They've uh-huh. done a few EPs and stuff like this. Basically, the the selling point or the, the poster fucking thingy is it's Deftones-esque shoegaze hard rock metal. Okay. So they're like... He doesn't scream like Chino can because mm-hmm. obviously Chino can flip from that kind of weird ethereal mm-hmm. kind of like... He doesn't really do that. The singer's a bit more... It's not that he's a bit. He's he's good. I like his voice. Um, it's a bit softer than um, a lot of this kind of stuff. But the riffs and stuff underneath it are fucking like there's some real chunky stuff. But it's all it's that real. Deftones is the biggest fucking flag point I can put here. Mm. It mixes that kind of like chuggy, almost like metal slash grunge kind of fairly simple, but like really effective chunky riffs and then like into the choruses and stuff you'll get those kind of like sweeter kind of little guitar pick things a little bit of electronic stuff just underneath it to kind of make it all ethereal and sound a bit floaty and shoegazy Mm. um it's fucking lovely stuff mate Mm, okay yeah well i'll give that a go sweet tits you said i wouldn't like it but it sounds good yeah you're not just not a massive i'm I'm, I'm not a massive deftones fan no i mean i just I do find a bit of Deftones sort of just a bit depressing. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say that this has that kind of... Uh, Deftones does have that kind of very melancholic feel to it. This mm. doesn't feel super melancholy. It doesn't feel like, oh, God, we're also very, very down and depressed. It's it's reasonably upbeat, but it has still got that kind of like ghostly, shoegazy kind mm. of element that just makes it sound a bit floaty and oh cool yeah, well, i'm gonna really give that a whirl really good so have you got a score for that album or not really uh, yeah i'm gonna give it four out of six boldy eggs okay i can't remember moments of clarity by the way mm. is the name of the album i forgot to mention that because i'm a prick okay cool nice that was short and sweet i know <clears throat> um so i'm um not technically doing an album Oh, um, well, I just cheating, isn't it? It's a bit, but I mean, I mean, you kind of did that when you were, when you had mould, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. So fuck you. <laughs> um, so I just want to talk about a band that I've been listening to quite a lot lately, and I'm quite excited about. Okay. Um, we 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 mentioned them briefly before on one of the other podcasts because we're going to go and see them at Takedown. It's Sleep Token. Oh, cool. Um, so 
we also said before, there's like a major buzz about this band at mm. the moment. Um, they're a British rock band from London. Um, but r- rock is a bit vague for, for, for their style, really. Um, you could also describe it as progressive metal, post-rock, even like indie rock or pop. Um, but there's also like tech metal and even R&B in it as well. Mm, fucking hell. Um, the, they're all anonymous. They all wear masks on stage, following in the lines of of like early Ghost and and Slipknot and Mushroom Head. Um, let's not forget Mushroom Head. Mushroom Head <laughs> um, and Gwar. Um The lead singer is is known as Vessel. That's his name, mm-hmm. um, and that's the only name we know. Um, but. Like the whole outfit seems like a lot like darker and more serious than the likes of Ghost. Mm. Um and they do have a backstory. Um so the back which which is something along the lines of Vessel was visited in a dream by a deity known as Sleep. Ah. And Sleep promised vessel glory and magnificence if he was to follow him so all their songs are dedicated to this deity called sleep okay so that's kind of like the backstory with the band so they're lazy bastards i do i guess that's that what that means i don't they know. worship sleep they're lazy yeah. bastards <laughs> i know what this is <clears throat> they're moles they, <laughs> they, they work for fucking silent night <laughs> maybe bastards um but I, I find it hard to pinpoint a genre mm. um, that that sleep token fits into because one minute it's like you're listening to sam smith and then the next minute you're listening to james arthur but then you're listening to Meshuggah mm. and it there's like you could be listening to arctic monkeys or the killers and then you've, and then you could be listening to like architects, mm-hmm. um, and and sometimes you get like all of those elements in one song, um, and and it probably shouldn't shouldn't really work, but it does like mm. incredibly well. Um, there's shitloads of speculation as to who the lead singer actually is, um, and if you listen to it. There is some sort of familiarity to his voice. Okay. Like you listen to him sing and you think, fucking hell, I, I can, I want to place that somewhere. Imagine I, if it was someone like, I don't know, like Matt Tuck from Bullet For My Valentine. I, 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 I don't know. I mean. That'd be fucking funny. I'm not really bothered. Or Jamie Jaster. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I mean, I'm not overly bothered as to who it is. Um, but one fucking thing is he he has got a hell of a range. Mm. Like clean, crisp singing, um, like real like low down range to like really high pitch sort of twinkly singing. Mm. Um but then then he'll do like like black metal type screams. Yeah. Um the the singer whoever he is and the band in general are very, very fucking accomplished. 
like performers and musicians. Mm. Um, I probably need to listen to an yeah, album you, you, or something because I've only listened to like I'll pick it up, I'll listen to a tune, and then I might pick up again and listen to a different tune, and I never yeah. really click. It never gets me. So you, you like you you li- you have one song that's quite gently like mm. my sugar, and then the next song is just Fessel singing with a piano. Yeah. Um, and the overall sound and mix of styles is just, is very unique. Mm. And it is a fucking band that I'm just really, really starting to fucking enjoy. Oh, cool. Um, they've got a new album out in May, um, which will be their third album. Yeah. But they've released five tracks. The first five tracks off the album, they've released. Right, okay. <laughs> um and whilst I like what I've heard from the, the first two albums, um, this new fucking stuff, it is spectacular is the only fucking word I can fucking use for it. That is a large word. Um, it's it's going to be one of the best albums of the year. I'm fucking positive. Um, and there's, there's one song in particular called The Summoning. Mm. Um, and... That's one of those songs that's got various different styles throughout Have the song. Have they just released a video for that? I don't know. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen any I videos. I stumbled across the video for it at some point. Um, but oh, it's it's a fucking. It's like a. It's about a six-minute song that kind of works its way through. Like it kind of starts off a bit heavy and gently, and then and then it goes like really twinkly and like it has a bit of R&B in the middle and then it goes back to being heavy. It's, it's fucking just superb. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, I, I, I have not felt like this level of excitement and amazement at a band mm. um, since I was late to the party a few years ago and discovered Tool. Yeah. Like that feeling I got when I fucking started listening to Tool and I'm like, you know, it took me for whatever reason I never listened to Tool until about fucking four or five years ago. Yeah. Um, but that feeling I got from listening to Tool, thinking, fucking hell, this is fucking mind blowing. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from this band. Especially oh, cool. especially this new stuff. Um so I can't wait to see them when we go and see them, and I can't wait to um hear the new album. Um yeah, so I, I can't, I'm not going to sort of, I don't really have an album to give a Baldy Egg rating to, um, but... Just a, a Stone Bowl crazy one to watch. A, yeah, Keep definitely. your fucking eyes yeah, peeled for the new album. I'm, I'm really feeling this band. And that's cool. Yeah. I, I will go back and I'll actually make an effort to listen to them because I've been interested because of the buzz. Yeah. But to hear you say how good the, the actual they are and it's not just hype and buzz, then... Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, they're very unique. They have their own style. And yeah, just the guy's voice is, I love it. I love his voice. It is, it is like a, it's like something you'd hear off the radio at times, Mm. but then it goes into different styles and yeah, yeah, it's it's really, really good. Quality. Yeah. So give it a whirl, me old mucker. I'll where will. Yeah. Okie doke. Well, that's the end of the reviews. You can't. <laughs> um, so we're on to our feature. Creature feature. I don't know why I always say creature feature. You always feature. say creature feature. It's just because it rhymes and I like yeah. rhyme. I'm a simple man. Yeah. A simple um, man. Puppy love. 
And they called it Puppy Love. Oh, no, I stepped in shit. <laughs> okay, cool. So, so we haven't. So we talked about this, but we. I don't think we ever really set the parameters. Not really. I could sort of talk for. I mean, I could talk about about music forever. I could tell you. Like, yeah, yeah. But are we going with the? We're going a certain amount of artists or albums or are we just talking well, generally think, about yeah i mean i'll tell you what i've kind of made some notes on is but it's basically just the music i started listening to when i was younger and how i sort of got into music and the the things i was listening to that then moved me on to where i am now all right cool um so that's kind of my take on the on the subject mm-hmm. but um do you want to kick things off with yeah okay with your so, puppy love? I think the first thing I ever remember listening to was the theme tune from Thomas the Tank Engine. Um, do, 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 do. That was the end of it. Well, no, I remember that. It bit. could have been. Oh yeah. It was all a dream. Have you heard? Have you ever heard that? What? I'm off. Oh, somebody's, um, somebody's like remixed it. They've taken the Thomas Tank Engine theme tune and then they've put like Biggie Smalls over the top of it. No, no, it works no. perfectly. It's fucking brilliant. Um, yeah, no. On a, a joking aside, I, you had the fat controller. <laughs> I genuinely think the first album or music I remember being obsessed with was uh thriller michael jackson so interesting the first i remember for christmas one year i got a little sony walkman oh what and i got the cassette tape of thriller for christmas wow that's crazy and i remember listening to that on repeat forever i my mum would have to take it off my head when i went to sleep because (laughs) I would regularly have nightmares with the bit where, like, towards the end of the album where Vincent Price goes, closes the, the door, creaks shut, and it's like... <laughs> and there's Vincent Price laughing. It used to scare the absolute piss out of me. But I kept listening to it and kept listening to it and kept listening to it. That's why I peed the bed for so long. Mm. Oh, cool. Well, I mean, my first introduction into music was via my mum mm. just because you know like when you you know we had a typical household where dad goes off to work and mum does the kid stuff mm-hmm. so I was kind of forced to listen to like her music mm-hmm. um, and she used to listen to like Elvis Presley and Shaken Stevens mm-hmm. and stuff like that which I didn't like particularly like and I and I don't like I've never been a big fan of Elvis at all um but that was kind of what I had to listen to when I yeah. was when I was young. So, like my first introduction into owning music also came from my mum. Mm. It was a birthday, and this is this is a fucking mad story. But after what you just said, but the first thing I remember owning is Michael Jackson Bad. <laughs> And it came in a box set with a Sony Walkman. Did it? Yeah. Fucking hell. Like it was a little yellow Walkman. And it, you remember the old fucking orange fluffy headphones? headphones. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. So that was, that's the first thing I remember owning. Mm. Um, 
and that was released in 1987 so i assume that's when i got it so well i'd have been like six mm. something like that mm. um but she would buy me like all sorts of obscure stuff on vinyl because when i was a kid i had a record deck mm. um and I remember owning a Jive Bunny LP. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? Like, yeah. let's twist again. Yeah. Like we did last summer. Ooh, let's twist again. Like we did last year. Never heard it. Do you remember when? <laughs> um, yeah, so I remember having that. And I remember specifically having an having a, an LP of a, um, like, a 80s, like, boy band slash dance act called the london boys <laughs> do you, have you, have you, have no, you i don't know the london boys there was a specifically a song i remember on the album called london nights and it i i listened to it the other day i thought i'm going to look this up and i looked up on amazon music and it's on amazon music and um i listened to it and i thought i mean for a shitty 80s dance thing it's actually all right um, yeah so that that was kind of like my early introduction into any music mm-hmm. um and then at some point i don't know mm-hmm. when or or can really remember how old i was um i just found a random cassette in a drawer in the lounge and mm-hmm. it and it Turned out it belonged to my dad. It didn't have anything written on it. Um, but I just used to listen to it over and over again in my little Sony Walkman. Um, and it turns out, that I found out later on, that the album was The Ultimate Sin by Ozzy Osbourne. Oh, right. So that was like the first thing, the first thing that was metal that I ever listened to. Mm. But I just instantly, that was now my favourite fucking thing mm. out of like any music that I had or had listened to to that point. Um, yeah, and and I think I found a, a Deep Purple cassette as well and I used to listen to that. Um, and yeah, so that is like at that point I started raiding like his music collection. He had loads of vinyl and he would have stuff like Jimi Hendrix and ZZ Top and Iron Maiden Gary Moore, I remember. Mm. Um, and I just used to start helping myself to his vinyl and 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 listening to that. And I was just I kind of just started to really enjoy metal and rock music at like a really young age. Mm. Um I used to go to Woolworths and buy like mix compilation tapes. Woolworths. Yeah, of like rock and metal and then that would like introduce me into other stuff like the who mm. and joan jett and the black hearts and like i remember judas priest being on one of them and stuff like that mm. um yeah That's so it was quite cool. interesting though that my dad listened to that music mm. but he never like got me to listen to it or kind of push me to listen to it yeah like i just kind of found it and and ran with it yeah whereas like me i i try and ram metal down my son's throat yeah and i'm getting there because it the other week he was up in his bedroom polishing his bedroom and he was just listening to metallica on his ipad i sort of walked upstairs and he's listening to metallica and i'm like oh brilliant (laughs) (laughs) quality um 
Yeah, I suppose I, the, the next thing that I started listening to really was <coughs> picked up off my parents. Um, I, I know now that my mum, my mum really likes sort of uh, sort of pop and she really likes Motown type you know, yeah. um, music. But actually at the time, I, I don't really remember my mum ever having a musical taste. Oh. Music wasn't a massive part of the house. Right. The only time that music was ever on really was... <clears throat> because <clears throat> my dad lived away a lot and worked away either in London or Hong Kong or wherever. When dad came back, like we'd have like little days out or trips out, like lad days out sort of thing, me and him. Yeah. And he had this tiny little blue, um, you know, like the mini transit vans. Yeah. The little tiny ones. Yeah. That the posties have. Yeah. So he had this little blue one of that for this company that he worked for. And um, he used to, basically fucking blow the speakers out every time we were in <laughs> listening to Queen. Oh, okay, cool. So well, I just remember, like, listening to... I, obviously, I'd gone from Michael Jackson, and by this point, I think I'd probably had Thriller and Bad, so I'd sort of heard a bit of guitar music yeah. because, obviously, Michael Jackson has yeah, started Yeah, because, I mean, to, those albums were a bit rocky. Yeah, well, they, they, they? he yeah. definitely started to pull those rocky yeah. influences in. And then, obviously, going from <clears> that... And then listening to Queen, I was like, fuck me sideways. <laughs> yeah. Like this, you know, I just remember listening to um, me and my dad, like booting through Holbury with the speakers absolutely <laughs> like trying to come out the doors, um, both singing like the show must go on at the top <laughs> of our voice. Um, yeah, so Queen was like the first band I ever loved. Right. Um yeah, and I, I like so for and for quite a while, quite a few years after that, really all I ever wanted to listen to, outside of like when you go to school and there's like the hit music on the radio yeah. that you kind of always have to be interested in, which I was. I liked all the pop music and shit that was on the radio, but like Cotton Eye Joe and all that crap. But I just remember when I went home, if I wanted to listen to something myself, it was Michael Jackson or it was Queen, yeah. and those were the only two things that really I had. Um, yeah. yeah, see, when I was when I was a kid, and everyone at school would listen to whatever's popular on the radio at the time. Mm. I I never I never did that. Mm. I never I never kind of went along with with what everyone else was listening to. Mm. Where I remember going on a school trip in year seven. We had like a week long trip on a canal boat. So I was like what eleven, twelve, something like that. And we ended up at a shopping centre in Milton Keynes and all the kids could like go off for like an hour and do some shopping. Ridiculous. Just, well, we just send fucking 30 kids, 11 year olds off on their own to go yeah. shopping. That's mental. Um, but yeah, like everyone came back with like shit from the joke shop, like whoopee cushion. a whoopee cushion and a yeah. fake cigarettes and yeah. stink bombs. I came back with a Def Leppard LP on vinyl. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like 11, 12 years old and that's what I bought with my money. Um, so yeah, people used to rip into me a bit when I was at school. But like, I remember we went to Canada when I was 13. I think I've said this before and I went into a shop and I bought um, Let There Be Rock mm. on cassette. So by the age of like 12, 13, I was really getting into like rock and metal music. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I never really did the, the, the pop stuff on the radio or, mm. or whatever was 
cool to listen to at the time. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, so my, those were the two, <coughs> those were the, t the first mm. two things I ever listened to with obviously Mark Jackson and Queen. And that was very much because that was what I was given. That's yeah, what yeah. I was put in front of me. Yeah. I think the first things I ever fell in love with that I discovered myself as such were probably around <clears> like, it would have been like year, I would have been in year five, year six. So I would have been like 10, 11, 12, you know, going, going up. Going into to secondary school, yeah, I can remember I became utterly obsessed with. Um, I did like E Seventeen, not unironically. I did like them, um, but well, we had to get a mention in, didn't we? Yeah. Oasis <laughs> obviously came out, yeah, and I fucking absolutely fell in love with Oasis, and even more so than Oasis. I, I <clears throat> my mate's brother, and this was before they really went mega massive. But my mate's brother used to have, he was a few years older than us, and he had, like, he likes his metal and stuff like that, and he was a big grunge head. So I remember finding Nirvana through him, like, and we'd go around his, uh, my mate's uh, Craig, we'd go around his house, and his brother would play us, like, Nirvana albums, and I'd be like, oh, fucking hell, that was, that's, like, really, really cool. And then he'd play us, like, um, uh, Music for the Jilted Generation, Project yeah, Album. Yeah. And I just remember... Like, tr I was so <laughs> desperate to get my hands on Nevermind mm. and um, Music for the Jilted Generation. They were the two things in life that yeah. I wanted more than they were any. Aspiration. They were my aspiration. <laughs> that was my goal. I've said to myself, before I'm 40, I have to own those two things. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I went... Um, I never had any money. I couldn't really earn pocket money or anything because there's right. loads of us. So the first opportunity I had, those albums were pretty old by that point. I'd gone to, um, it was a few years later, and What's the Story Morning Glory had come out and Fat of the Land had come out. Oh. And I remember I had a birthday and I all I asked for was money. I said, just give me money. And then I got my mum to take me to <coughs> Woolies in Totten. Yeah. And I went in and she was like, what is it that you're after then? I went straight to the CDs. I bought What's the Story Morning Glory and I bought Fat of the Land. <laughs> and that that was it then. I was just like, yep, I've, even though they weren't the two albums that, you know, a few years before I was obsessed with, I was like, well, they're mine. They, and they were the first two albums I ever remember being like, mine. I chose them. I yeah. picked those bands. I loved those bands and I wanted them. <laughs> And from then, I became slightly obsessed with the Prodigy. I had Prodigy oh. books, Prodigy T-shirts, Prodigy yeah. posters. Like I even like used to go to school discos and stuff like that with my hair stuck up <laughs> at either side like Keith Flint. Uh, yeah, I, I fucking really, really, really did like Prodigy as well. Mm. I um, even liked the first album. Like I loved all the fucking rave uh, stuff. The Prodigy Experience. Yeah, I yeah. loved it. It's a fucking brilliant album, that is. Um yeah, so I I have actually said I wouldn't mention this band again, but I should probably mention how I got into Metallica. Formative for you, aren't they? Um, my introduction into Metallica came from my dad, um, because someone at his work gave him a compilation mixtape, mm. and whoever had made the tape up, it just said Metallica Volume One written on it. Um, you know, I've never heard of this band at this point, um, and I don't think dad really liked it so he gave it to me and it what it turned out to be was like a a mix of the first four albums mm. um so i had like seek and destroy on it which 
became like my favorite song in the world. Mm. Um, had like Fade to Black, Harvester of Sorrow, Master of Puppets was on it. Um, yeah, and it, I just used to listen to it over and over again. It just became my favorite thing to listen to. Mm. Um, yeah, and I, was, I guess I was probably about 11 or 12. So that's sort of like where my Metallica thing started. Mm. And, you know, and to this day, they're still my fucking favourite band. Yeah. Um, like later on when I was like 14 or 15, someone at dad's work again lent him a couple of CDs and he bought them home and he didn't like them. Um, so he gave them to me and they were um, Sepultura Arise and Cowboys From Hell. Mm. by Pantera and fucking hell I mean I was for me like getting those now I'm like because you know I mean you're you're talking about the fucking like 80s and 90s like the only way you can get music is to buy it or Mm. borrow it or you know and you're a kid I mean where are you going to get your fucking music from in them days Mm -hmm. so like when he bought those home um and I had those. I was like, "Fucking hell, this is this is amazing." Yeah, this is me now. Like, you know, I'm fucking. I'm now fully fledged fucking metalhead. Mm. Like, this is the shit I love. Um, yeah, and I remember like going to school in like year nine, year ten, and like my art folder would be covered in band stickers, and so everyone just used to rip the shit at me mm. because no one else was into that music. Like, none of it. No one had ever heard of any of the bands. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was, that was kind of my introduction into Sepultura and Pantera with them CDs that my old man borrowed and I never gave them back. (laughs) Still got them. (laughs) See, I, I like my musical change, my musical fucking taste changed massively. Like in the, I, 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 I was massive. I was so like, I've said before, cause we had MTV. I used to watch all these videos online on on MTV. I'd see Sepultura, I'd see Metallica, I'd see all these fucking bands, and I quite liked a lot of it, but I just never went with it because none of my mates listened to it. Yeah. So it was one of those things that I'd have to enjoy on my own, and that didn't seem very fun to me. So mm. after Prodigy and, and Oasis and things like that, I the indie train dropped off after me for that because I was just like it all got very wanky. So I just went into I didn't know that what I was looking for was metal because all I did is I, I transferred it to hip hop yeah. and rap because I was just looking for something like a bit aggressive and a bit like yeah. aggy. So I started listening to that and that was a massive, that was basically all my teenage years Yeah. until I got, yeah, into my late teens. And funnily enough, it wasn't until I didn't really love metal until it was my little brother was into, he was, I mean, he's the biggest Trivium fan in the world. He was, he'd got Ascendancy and Bullet, uh, Bullet for My Valentine, Atreyu, and those sorts of bands. Yeah. And he was pushing me to listen to fucking Ascendancy. And I was like, mate, I'm not interested in your screamy, wanky shit. <laughs> and he kept putting it on in the car and stuff. And I was like, fuck this off. And I put Jar Rule back on thinking I was the artist cunt in the world. <laughs> um, and what actually got it for me, what clicked was he realised, uh, it's clever on Steve's part really, he realised what I really liked was hip-hop. I liked aggressive music. I, it was just too much of a jump. It was too much of a swing. Oh. So he gave me Battle for Los Angeles, Rage Against the Machine. I went, Good. Nice, nice little segue album. 
Yeah, and I listened to that and I listened to nothing but that for months. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, once I'd clicked with that, he was like, try Bullet For My Valentine. And I was like, oh, oh this doesn't seem as heavy anymore. Try it, try it. Oh, this doesn't seem as heavy anymore. Oh. I quite quickly went, okay, I get it, but that's not for me. And then went looking elsewhere, which is when I found the likes of um, Avenged Sevenfold and, um, I mean, really, like, Death Punch were one of my formative fucking metal bands, really, because I got yeah. into it so late that they were... And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> like, I met you... And I only knew a whole, I only knew a few metal bands, really. Yeah. And then me and you started going to gigs and stuff like that. And I was like, all them, all them, all them. And then all of a sudden I was like in my early 20s, mid 20s, and I was like a kid in a candy shop. Yeah. Just... Well, the, the, the thing is, though, as well, is by the time you got to that age, that's when the fucking internet kicked off. Yeah. And before the internet, like... I used to go to the record fair on the bus every mm. month mm. when I was like 13, 14, 15, 16. I'd get in Southampton Guildhall, they used to have a record yeah, fair yeah. on the last weekend of every month. And I'd go every month and I would just buy random CDs of things I'd never heard of mm. just to try and find new music. Yeah. And like, you know, there'd be some stuff, you know, I might go, oh, there's an Iron Maiden album. I haven't listened to that one yet. I'll grab that. Um, and then you realise you bought Dance of Death and you're like, oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Um, but, but yeah, you know, before you had internet, that's what you had to do. Mm. Or you were going to get um, copies or or something from a mate, an yeah, yeah. set, or even a copied CD. But, like, I remember, I remember being at school. I was probably in, like, year nine or year ten, something like that. And um, I was swapping cassettes with a with another... Lad, and I gave him Ride the Lightning on cassette, and he gave me Informer by Snow. Do you remember that song? Yeah. Informer. Canada's most dangerous man. That, like, he gave me that, and I gave him Ride the Lightning. Oh, what the fuck is this shit? Like, um, yeah, but I used to, I used to, like, get my new music from like VH1 yeah. and Beavis and Butthead. Like yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. Like I would record it on VHS like overnight because it was always on late at night. Like the mm. the rock and metal stuff on VH1 was always on like one o'clock in the fucking morning. Yeah. And um, like I'd just record it all and then watch it back the next day. Yeah, I used to like Beavis and Butthead. That was um, good for sh- shit like that. Yeah, but I mean like Beavis and Butthead <clears throat> and, and like VH1 rock show... Like, that was how I discovered, like, Dream Theatre and Typo Negative and Ramstein mm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, and then, like, sort of between the ages of, like, 13 and, and 20, we used to go to Florida a lot. Um, and that was always a really good opportunity to get new music because, like, the rock and metal scene was always much, much bigger over there. Yeah. And, like, if you went into, like, an HMV there would be like a massive metal section. Yeah. And that was before our record shops would have a fucking metal section. Yeah. Like we never used to have a metal section. No, it took years. Um, But over there, they had like these great big fucking massive metal sections. So I would just spend all my holiday money on fucking CDs. I'd come home from Florida with 20 CDs. Yeah. With just all new shit that I've just bought. And um, 
Yeah, that's sort of what you had to do before the internet. Yeah, it was. <clears throat> and then obviously the internet comes along and now just the way it is now, just everyone is just open to whatever and however much fucking music you want to listen to. Yeah. Which is great and shit at the it's, same time. It's great, but yeah, it's, it is very it does different make, now. It does make... It, it gives you less ownership over it or you're less invested in a lot of stuff. Yeah, Because totally we can listen are, to yeah. so much stuff. Yeah. You just go... Like, like I said with Michael Jackson and Queen... They were my favourite bands, my favourite acts, because that's all you I You didn't have a lot of to. choice, though, did you? No. No, like, you. now you could flick an album on, listen to it, think, uh, just skip halfway through all the tracks yep. and, and then never revisit it again. Exactly. And then move on to the next thing. I might then... have been destined to be a massive Cindy Lauper fan, but I never had the opportunity to love Cindy. Mm. True. So, there's that. Yeah, so, so that's, that's kind <clears> of where it all sort of spanned from me really yeah. that's that was my childhood of music well there is a little insight into our worlds our formative worlds hmm. listeners that was puppy love listeners it was puppy love <laughs> and that also brings us basically to the end of the show all we have left to do is to highlight to you guys what we are going to look at in our next episode yeah in the next episode we have picked the two albums that we're going to review if for some fucking reason Avenged Sevenfold decide they're going to drop the new album one of them might get bumped or we might just do it in addition mm. um, so the the two albums we've got to review for next month is the new one by Suicide Silence. It's called Remember You Must Dies. <laughs> um, and um, and the new one by Godsmack called yeah. Light Up the Sky. Who knew Godsmack was still a thing? Oh, no, I did. Oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I did. I knew Godsmack was still a thing. Oh, oh, Mickey Mouse. Yeah. Oh, I knew Godsmack was still a thing. <laughs> Um, yes, yeah. so, so they're your two albums. <clears throat> and then what's the feature, Chris? So for our next feature, um, we are going to pose the question to each other that if we were able to book a one-day Chris Fest um, in the style of Hellfest, those of you who don't know Hellfest, they have two basically two main stages and the bands flick from one to the other. Um, and me and Chris are going to take a stage apiece um, we are going to do our ultimate festival booking based on... Yeah. Not based on what each other likes, just based purely selfishly on yeah, what we want to Yeah, selfishly on see. what we want to listen to. Yeah. Yeah. So if it doesn't flow as a festival and it, and it goes from, I don't know, Metallica to Cindy Lauper, then tough tits. If you pick Cindy Lauper, that's not very good. Well, that's that's my opinion, and you'll have to. Oh, if you put E seventeen on the bill, I'm really going to be angry. I'm really going to be angry. I might, I might do actually. I I wouldn't put E seventeen. It's too obvious. What I would probably do was I would do a live cookery show with Brian Harvey. (laughs) (laughs) If you're going to do a cookery show, you've got to bring on Ainsley Harriet. I'm afraid. (laughs) Rub your meat. (laughs) He's great. And then. Run yourself over eating potatoes. <laughs> uh, I might have a little um, bird watching segment with Chris Packham. Oh, yeah. Mm. And Bill Oddie. Bill Oddie. Yeah. Oh, God, I've got a story about Bill Oddie. I don't know if I want can to. I, I don't know if I can say it. 
Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so this is several years ago, and we were in a completely random. This is um, we were just happened to end up one night in a um, in a um, strip club, mm-hmm. um, and um, there was a guy sat in there on his own, and he fucking looked. Just like Bill Oddie. Might have been Bill Oddie. It, it wasn't Bill Oddie. Okay. But fucking hell, he looked like Bill Oddie. Just sat there on his own, having a beer, watching the pretty ladies. And me and my mate are there, and we are fucking hammered. And we're like, fucking hell, it's Bill Oddie. And we spent about an hour going, all right, Bill Oddie, yeah, that's funny. And then my, my mate, um, he was like, I'm going to go and get a selfie with him. So he goes over to this poor fucking guy and he's like, you're Bill Oddie, aren't you? And the guy's like, nope, leave me alone, leave me alone. He gets his phone out, starts taking a fucking selfie and the guy loses his shit. <laughs> and, we're, and, me and, him, me and me and Matt are there and we're like, come on, Bill, what's the matter with you? You're just having a good time. He lost his shit and the bouncers Kicked threw... You no, they threw Bill out. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, Bill. They threw Bill Oddie out. We completely ruined his night. He was just there watching some tits. Yeah. They they, they completely threw him out. That was a double uh, Left- double entendre there, because Bill Oddie bird watches, sure, wasn't he? Sure, sure. Tits. Um, so, yeah. Um, the um, be- best jokes you have to explain. <laughs> and they let us stay, and Bill Oddie got thrown out. It's because you were spending more money than them. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, he was just sat there nursing a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Big tit. So there's my <laughs> Bill Oddie story. <laughs> I appreciate you telling us. And listeners. Um, yeah, so that is the end of the show. And um, like we say, sort of towards the end, you know, you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Stone Bowl Crazy. You can find us. Uh, the website. On Facebook at Stone Bowl Crazy. Yeah. You fine. can go to the website, which is www.stonebowlcrazy.co.uk. Um, email at stonebowlcrazy at gmail.com yeah um, you can contact us at any of those if you want to hurl abuse at us if you want to tell us your Bill Oddie stories yeah um, I'd love to hear some more Bill Oddie stories or I mean we'll make it a regular feature if people have got enough stories the Bill Oddie hour yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, or if you just want to uh, make a suggestion tell us an album that you think we should listen to a band that we haven't mentioned that you want to know our thoughts on etc etc and so forth then please do give us a shout yeah and i think we're 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 um gonna start um getting some special guests on as well mm-hmm. um do, do do a few special features here and there i know there's so, one young man who is very keen to join us yeah if there's anyone listening who thinks you'd like to be on the on the pod um it's got something interesting to talk about some music related shit give us a shout and we'll see if we can book you in yeah the fees fees are not very high (laughs) so um yeah so that brings us to the end of the episode and as we say here at the end of every episode of stone bowl crazy bye bye